Today I wanted to take a bit of a break from the news cycle and talk about what the hell has happened over the last two to three years and this psychological operation that we have seen. Now a psychological operation, as I'm sure you know, a PSYOP is an operation it's used to convey selected information and indicators to audiences to influence their emotions, motives and objective reasoning and ultimately control their behaviour. An example, of course, being things like propaganda, how they communicate through advertisements and influencing target groups through the, through the television and the radio and other influences. A couple of the tools of the modern-day PSYOP, or this, what we have seen over the last couple of years, that I want to talk about today is weaponized compassion and automatic consistency. And I don't know how many people have related the two, or thought about this definitely um, relates to the whole mass psychosis thing that a lot of people have heard of that they debunked that they said was disinformation when that whole idea came up. So we're going to go into those two things. I think it's fascinating. I think it will give you a great understanding or a greater understanding of what has happened and hopefully can allow us to protect ourselves more when these sorts of techniques are used against us. But before all that, of course, as always, welcome to the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast, commentary, comedy, and conversation. This podcast is now up on things like Spotify and Pocket Cast, or whatever those other ones are called. Currently not up on Apple Podcasts, but that, that, that'll probably take a good month, because Apple, it's a more complicated process. But once it's up on Apple, they other pretty much will be out there to most players. But yes, as I said, it's up on Spotify at the moment. If you're on Spotify, give it a subscribe and a big, gigantic five-star rating or whatever the... If it's ten-star, give it ten-star. Don't give it five. That's a terrible idea. So if you're listening on Spotify, hi, welcome. Uh, I still do recommend going to uh, the Substack. That is arrivingsomewhere.substack.com because... New Zealand, as I've discussed in previous episodes, has brought in a code of conduct for social media and that's going to include other podcast players and things as well over time. And there'll be certain episodes that probably will have to be subscription only. And so if you subscribe on Substack, you're not going to miss a show or maybe a controversial show. And if I get booted from any of these platforms, then well, we've got Substack as a nice backup. So thank you for that. Thanks for those that have subscribed and engage in what we discuss here okay where to start with all this well if you if you look around do you recognize the world from three years ago i don't and i don't think we should be getting used to it i think that's a real danger getting used to how things are and just this is just normal i still walk around and and just am gobsmacked by what people are doing and how they've been conditioned it's incredible and it should remain that way we can't let it just oh that's just people in life now no, we should be concerned about what's happening still and not just fold and think this is normal because none of this is normal. But how did we get here is the point. And one way, and this is from Jonathan Pajot, Symbolic World. It's his podcast. You can also look him up on YouTube. He has a video on weaponized compassion. And this is a tool that we've seen that was used from the very beginning of this Voldemort virus pandemic. 
they weaponised compassion, particularly in New Zealand. We have obviously Jacinda Ardern, female prime minister, so it probably worked even better here than other countries. And this played into how New Zealanders see themselves. So it was the perfect tool for New- to get New Zealand to comply. And what is weaponised compassion exactly? Well, Pagio says compassion is something freely given. We don't impose it on others. Compassion is not law. It is part of the heart and something we must examine. So therefore, wisdom comes into this too. We must examine if we're being compassionate or not. Compassion can look like that on the outside, as an example, but actually on the inside, it's for very, very selfish reasons and vice versa. On the outside, you can look like you are being a complete and utter tool, a cruel, mean person, but on the inside, you're actually doing whatever this thing is for compassionate reasons. An example, a perfect example of that is for is when you tell off your kids for doing something wrong now when it comes to politics as i said this was used in new zealand and weaponized it was was used for power and to get you to comply and we saw that played out with jacinda ardern's constant announcements we must look after the vulnerable get jabbed social distance scan in mask up protect the vulnerable look after grandma and immediately playing into New Zealanders' caring attitudes, or how we see ourselves anyway. And on top of that, Ardern and her government had announced things like the wellness budget and other metrics to measure our compliance with the United States, uh, the United States, the United Nations, to measure our compliance with the United Nations Sustainable Goals. And at the same time, we had things like Leading with Empathy, which is a book about Jacinda Ardern that came out in 2021. And in 2020, a kid's book about Jacinda Ardern called Taking the Lead. Now, leading with empathy is interesting because if you look up what that is, empathetic leadership means having the ability to understand the needs of others. There's the caring thing. And being aware of their feelings and thoughts. Unfortunately, it has long been a soft skill that's overlooked as a performance indicator. And empathetic leadership and, in the same boat, weaponized compassion. What made you feel bad about something? And in this case, it was the, if you're not complying with all of these things that we're telling you to do, then you are not a kind, caring person. You do not care about others. You are a selfish, selfish person. You're a selfish bastard, and you are excluded from society for that very reason. And that's what happened. They make you feel bad about something to acquire power and to take control, to get compliance. Once the herd's moving together, and then, well, once the herd's moving together, you've got them complying, the majority, that social pressure bears down on others and they start complying too so that's an that's weaponized compassion and it leads directly into consistency and particularly automatic consistency now this is from influence by uh, robert cialdini and influence highly recommend it influence the psychology of persuasion absolutely brilliant book so consistency is something in society that we value and inconsistency is something that we don't. It's commonly undesirable. So inconsistency are basically beliefs, words, deeds that don't match, and it's seen as indecisive, confused, two-faced, or even mentally ill, while a high degree of consistency is associated with personal and intellectual strength, and it's at the heart of logic, rationality, stability, and honesty. So for the most part, and most of the time, we are better off being consistent. It's a complicated world and consistency is a great tool to help not be overwhelmed and and for, for the most part it works brilliantly because without it life becomes difficult and irrational. 
Um, but because of this, it is because it's so beneficial. Generally, we easily become automatically consistent, even in situations where it isn't sensible to do so. So, automatically, con- automatic consistency or blind consistency is attractive because you don't have to think. That's why it's attractive. You just have to go along, play the tape, click were, as they say in the book. And maybe an authority figure tells us what to do and plays into how we see ourselves. You know, it's the right thing to do. You, you must do this to protect the vulnerable. So you don't need to think things through. There's no need to go against the crowd or speak up. Just turn on the consistency tape. Now, in New Zealand, and I'd imagine this is very similar for other Western countries like Canada, but in New Zealand, citizens here, they see themselves as good and kind, caring, and go over the, go out of their way to help others for the most part. We're polite and not wanting to cause problems or stand out. And we see ourselves as sacrificing for the for the good of the collective. So you can immediately see how compassion, weaponized compassion, can work on a population that holds those views about itself. And you can see how most people, majority, will have a consistency tape or a consistency that wants to play in to those characteristics. And when the Voldemort virus started, what was that? It was complex. It was confusing. So most went along with all the new rules. Once we were told what we had to be, once we were told what had to be done and why, because it was confusing and no one knew what was happening. Then once complying with the actions, the need for consistency kicked in. So once you'd got people doing these things, you had to be consistent with why you were doing it and your behavior had to match your thoughts. I made this decision. Okay, now I have to act out that thing. And ironically, this led to people bullying and harassing others uh, into complying as well because it's the right thing to do again. And when it comes to automatic consistency or blind consistency, people want to avoid the labor of thinking in most complex situations. And this was a very complex situation. And all you have to do is go back to the start of this. Two and a half years ago, go back to the start. It was confusing. We're just kind of like, okay, go along. We don't know what's going on. They're telling us this information. And that was the majority. That was 95 plus percent of people. Some people might have thought this seems a little bit over the top, but the social pressure dragged them into it as well. So you had almost everybody in this country complying. And a personal story on that, the first day, the first day these rules came in for masks, I walked into a petrol station and a security guard came out. He was filling up his car. He didn't work there. He was filling up his car. And he came out and aggressively asked me where my mask was. And I said, I don't have a mask. And he said, well, you better damn get one. I was quite taken aback that this was in within a few hours of the announcement. So the night before at about 6 or 7 p.m. And then the following morning, so 12-ish hours later, here's the security guard having a go at me because I wasn't muzzled up. So it was as, it was instantaneous. The, um, the social, the bullying and the compliance and forcing others into doing something. Of course I didn't. <laughs> the point being... I didn't, this was actually, this was the second go around, our second lockdown. And um, so people had gotten used to the first lockdown and what we had to do the first time. As soon as the second lockdown hit, they were, people were immediately telling others, get your mask on, social distance, scan. It was quite incredible to watch. Now, however, so with the blind or automatic consistency, most people want to avoid the labor of thinking in the complex situation. However, automatic consistency, sometimes it's not the effort that is being avoided, but the harsh consequences of not being consistent. So as I mentioned previously, 
inconsistency is commonly undesirable because beliefs, words and deeds don't match, seen as indecisive, confused, two-faced or even mentally ill, or in this case, using weaponized compassion on top because you have to do this to protect the vulnerable, to protect grandma. Why aren't you caring about society as a whole? Don't worry about the trade-offs. There are no trade-offs. The powers that be have told us that we must do this to protect the vulnerable. No thoughts of trade-offs and the absolute devastation that all of these things have had on New Zealand, and particularly children and masking up of kids and businesses and all of that kind of thing. No, don't worry about the trade-offs. Those don't exist. This is the one thing we need to hyper-focus on. Just get on board and do the right thing. Why aren't you being kind? You must be a selfish person. You can see how that pressure would hit somebody to be, oh, I need to be consistent with how we, how Kiwis are seen and how I'm seen in public and how others see me. I mean, I thought you were kind, cared about others, get the jab, wear the mask, scan in, social distance, don't you care about grandma, you're selfish, you're not brave, you're putting all of us at risk by not complying. It's the social pressure. And I had that from people. People said to me, it's not brave not wearing a mask. And for those of you that aren't wearing masks, Walking around in an environment where almost every single person is fully compliant and wearing their masks immediately stands, immediately makes you stand out. You're immediately the the go-to. Why isn't he doing it? I mean, in a store, of say you're in a supermarket of 100, 200 people and you're the only one walking around with that one on? Yeah, I'd say that's pretty brave if you've done that. Most people didn't do that from the beginning and it wasn't nice. And there was a lot of bullying, there's a lot of looks, a lot of stares, and a lot of weird conversations, and a lot of strange comments, and I'm putting it politely, it wasn't nice, and people are still doing it, and still expecting you to do it, but although in New Zealand the masks are slowly coming off, and there's been a desperate push by our government to get them back on. Now, of of course, so that the automatic consistency, or the blind consistency, plays into it, because of, you don't want to be seen as being inconsistent, and you don't want to, and you want to avoid basically the labour of thinking in a complex situation. And of course, fear was used on top of this as a compliance tool, and people were made to be terrified. I mean, consistency was basically something that people could fall back on, even if they did it without it. They, that's what it is: blind consistency. They just went into that tape automatically, told to be afraid. This is coming. It's very, very dangerous. We have to comply with everything. There is no choice in the matter. You must listen to us will bear the weight of the social pressure on top of this and people were made to be afraid and therefore they went into the consistency mode because that was a way to be safe if we just follow the government we will be safe that's what they were led to to believe and of course after a time masks and scanning and all of that become normalized as i mentioned previously um and but of course the risk there is once you continue pushing it and we're seeing it now once you continue pushing it and say people have already gotten sick they've done everything you told them to do and they've still gotten sick, and you're still telling them to do everything that hasn't worked, then more and more people start to wake up and look around and go, hang on. And they might go might go after more information. Well, why hasn't this worked? Is this something different? And that's now what we're seeing with the crackdown of misinformation. So the whole disinformation, fact checkers, misinformation stuff, it's a way to further confuse and allow the one source of truth, as Jacinda Ardern put it, we are your one source of truth, listen to us, it's just a way for total control of information fed to you. And how you are to gauge a situation or get you think through a situation, think through complex situations when the information that you're being allowed to have is being stifled or even outright banned, 
is is disgusting because you're not going to be allowed to think that is the that's the whole point you're not going to be allowed to think it's a psyop listen to what we are telling you anyone else telling you anything different is a conspiracy theorist a tinfoil hat wearer and dangerous and that's how they're framing it so we have witnessed in the last two to three years one of the biggest psyops probably ever it's on a world scale it's quite starting to watch and you're still watching it play out now and for those that went along with everything and still got sick or something bad happened or whatever a lot of people are justifying it and say well if I hadn't done those things see because they have to be consistent if I hadn't done those things then it would have been a lot worse and there's absolutely no way to gauge that there just isn't and so therefore they can remain consistent and remain blind to all of this and one way to get people out of it is obviously to keep talking and to help them think through complex situations. Now, not everybody, everybody's going to be uh, receptive to that. So it's complicated. And you can see why PSYOPs work so well. They are very complicated. The tools that they can use against us, basically these persuasion techniques, nefarious actors, bad people can use against us is really scary. And to understand some of them, such as the need for consistency and how we fall into automatic consistency to understand that we can protect ourselves more from these types of psych of, of psyops and to understand things like weaponized compassion as well and you can see how the two relate so i hope you found that useful and interesting and a bit of new info maybe once I, i'd seen the weaponized compassion video earlier in the year probably about six months ago and I was re-listening to the influence book and the automatic consistency came up and it's just the relationship between the two and the complex situation of what happened two and a half years ago at the start of this pandemic and how we just all blindly were walking into this thing without realizing what was being used against us. It's, It's stunning really and I hope that this has been helpful. Maybe share it with a loved one that you care about. You see I'm trying to persuade you. Share it with a loved one that you care about so they can protect themselves too. That's called selling, my friend. Don't forget to subscribe to the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast as well. Subscribe, like, comment, share. All of those good things. And I hope you have enjoyed this particular episode of the show. And I am going to talk to you again on Monday. We'll be back for the weekend recap and a bunch of other fun stuff to talk about, no doubt. Okay, enjoy your weekend, and I'll talk to you then.